Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. And welcome to episode 320 of Geek Town Radio. I am back this week with... Gray, how are you doing? Hello, I'm doing well, sort of well, but I am here day by here. <laughs> yes, you've been, you'd had some, some tooth trouble, I seem to remember. Yeah, so I, I know that you'd had the week off last week and did the solo show, but I couldn't have possibly spoken to you last week. I was a drooly, dribbling mess. <laughs> um, I'd had a tooth extraction. Hasn't gone well. I'm still suffering. I've got to go for an emergency appointment this weekend coming. But ah, what a, what a half term I had. Absolutely ripped away from me with a, with a real horrendous toothache. Oh, dear. That's really not what you want over half term. That's <laughs> no fun at all. So, um, I mean, has it at least given you some chance to... Uh, catch some films and TV shows I wish it had honestly it has ruined my weekend I had so many grand plans but between sleep and painkillers and friends <laughs> looking after me I, I, my question is where has all my free time gone I feel like I'm going to sing a song from a musical because <laughs> I, um, I, I've also caught up with Matt this weekend as well just to say that there's been so much on it sometimes becomes too much I think I worked out the other day I'm, I'm watching 41 different programs like midway <laughs> through seasons of 41 different programs i don't know where i am going or starting but i can talk about a few things i've done um very early october so my film for the month of october is going to be no time to die i think i briefly spoke about it before but a fantastic bond film really honors the sort of storyline of bond a little bit too long i'm gonna say that in a high pitch Fair voice enough. yeah a bit too long but i understood why they needed to tell this story um so it honors the bond but it also challenges what we expect in a bond film as well and i know now and and the car journey back with my friend really unpicked some of why we think danny boyle may have dropped out or why daniel craig only stayed for one more and probably wanted you know so there's loads of things we have with all theories of course none of yeah. it is true and i'm found it's that car theory on the way back from the cinema but yeah absolutely enjoyed it that's gonna be an october film i'm gonna pitch already that my november film might be the eternals planning to go and see them this weekend and hopefully that'll be my november film i'm seeing mixed reviews but yes we we can hope we can hope that you know as a hardcore marvel fan i'm gonna find something that i like a bit um, what else have I done? So I did on one of my sick days, I binged Legends. Um, <laughs> and I remember saying to Matt, it was like, I didn't know it was the drugs and painkillers I was on, or it was the frankly wacko storylines that Legends <laughs> still continue to deliver in this most recent season. Um, and I think I re- it really got me when they're in the TV show and they had the yes. alien baby. Yes. Uh, I was, I genuinely sometimes thought, am I, am I still watching a drama? And uh, anyway, been 
seems that got it out of the way. I think this has shown me that, you know, if Flash ends next season, it would be a relief because I can't give much more time to these. These are I'm running out of patience yeah. with them. I think I'm running out of sort of engagement with them, whereas something like Stargirl's doing something different, shorter episode seasons, a little bit more mm-hmm. um, engagement with the story. I mean, I still haven't started season two, but I already heard such good things. Yeah. But yeah, I binge Legends going that way, so... I've been I've been enjoying that. Legends is still my favourite out of those shows purely because it is slightly shorter run anyway, and it embraces the silliness of it. And yeah. and that's why I think that one sort of works. As long as you're prepared to roll with it, it kind of gets away with it. Whereas uh. I think Flash tries to be way too serious. One thing the pandemic I think has shown, and the fact that they partly because they haven't got a crossover. Me and Matt have talked about this about the fact that there isn't a crossover to break up the season they've they've completely lost the structure of it Mm. and what it has gone to show is these shows do not need to be 22 episodes long it's too many episodes they Mm. they need to be like 13 16 episodes at most i think and Mm. you could easily chop them all down and do something else so stargirl i think is doing a much better job at managing things we've got naomi coming which looks like it could be quite interesting the Arrowverse stuff is really all over the place legends like i say i do still quite enjoy just because it's very silly and sort of he's quite meta and I quite enjoy that whereas the others Supergirl I'm kind of plodding through Flash I'm sort of half watching it's not been great this last couple of seasons so I mean I'm I'm hoping that the uh, big sort of event that they're doing at the start of the next season is gonna pull something out and kind of give it a bit more of a of a shove but it would not surprise me if this next season of Flash ends up being its last one because yeah but like even that last couple of episodes the legends i felt like it was moving towards a real end of end of like run but obviously Mm. i know they're coming back but the storylines were almost working up to like this could end if we were cancelled do you get what i mean it would have been like with this last episode is perfect and then they play that last bit the very last one i go oh yeah remember we've got another commission Um, but yeah supergirl and flash i still have to finish so my plan was over three days i was going to binge each one of them uh but i i got a little bit better the next day and i I went to see some friends and I didn't get around to doing it. But yeah, Legends is out. Um, Also finished the Equalizer, the Queen Latifah version. Yes. Interesting to say the least. I I don't know how I feel about it. It is just middle of the road, procedural style. I really like Queen Latifah, but I know it wasn't amazing for me. It it fell into um, sort of like, it felt like a very latter season of Hawaii Five O, just like really stand procedural. By the end of this season, all the sequels, Secrets are out and everyone knew about everybody else and it was all just a little bit uh, but you know yeah I, I just fell to the trap of this Queen Latifah in it, really. Um, so those were the big, those were the big American shows I finished. Um, I just want to also to take this moment. I know I watch a lot of these sort of panel and ITV and TV2, BBC iPlayer shows, but the one that I still think is one of the best things we've got on TV, and this comes from someone when we were younger, we had points of view and Watchdog, um, is Joe Lysett's Got Your Back Yes, um, on Channel 4. It's such a good program, and it's hitting us with, in the social media age, 
stage. So he uses a lot more of his platform to really raise awareness. Mm -hmm. He's not about solving all the problem. He's raising the awareness and calling these companies to account. And what I really like is that he's getting responses from them. And he's done some really good. He can't solve all these problems, but raising awareness of some of them has been absolutely brilliant. He does it in such a comedic way. It's not boring. And I I know, Dave, you would have remembered the Anne Robinson days of of those sorts of like, it was really stern and really serious and threatening letters. And then it would go over to someone who would read out a set of problems. But he does it in such a lighthearted way. And because, you know, the younger age group are the ones that are having all these problems, it sort of really brings in a new audience to raise awareness to, you know, the situations that we're going to fall in in traps with in terms of insurance and buying things at uh, market value or or clothing that has already been pre-worn and get sent out to people. And so he does a really great job. I just want to raise awareness of I think that is, is definitely one of the best commissions that Channel 4 have made in a quite a while um, in terms of like giving that sort of real life um, sort of panel type show. So yeah. that's Joe Weiss. So we about to finish that season a couple of weeks ago, I think. Yeah, I mean, um, I'm old enough to remember the Anne Robinson stuff. I'm actually old enough to remember the Esther Ranson days of That's Life. Oh, so. I remember that too as well. That was, that was very good. That was very tugging cheek, some of that as well, wasn't it? Late night BBC on a Saturday, I seem to remember. Uh, yes, yeah, very, yeah. very much sort of the consumer affairs, but with comedy sort of thing. Yeah, uh, but yeah very 80s sort of version of it but it's nice to see Joe Lysett doing this sort of stuff and uh, you know Channel 4 kind of embracing that I think it's really good that that sort of stuff is out there and raising awareness for things it's good uh, and then I'll just finish off by saying yeah I am currently in the midst of watching about 41 programs <laughs> some of them include like Ted Lasso I finally when I was recuperating on the Monday after my dental work work my friends have Apple TV so I started watching Ted Lasso started watching the Why the Last Man only one episode in started watching Clickbait The Resident Zoe's all of these are about one episode in or two episodes in I've had a drama with Zoe's because it's on after I need to go to bed because of my job is still really early at the moment um, I watched episode one and then channel four had all their problems and I episode two and episode three just went missing and so it's taken me about four weeks and they suddenly appeared over the weekend and I quickly downloaded them and sent a screenshot to Matt going they're finally back so this week yeah. I've got to watch uh, episodes two three four and five to catch myself up with Zoe's but um yeah just so much tv at the moment and i even seeing the list i know we're going to talk about later is uh really exhausting me thinking about some of the stuff i'd like to watch so that's me a very exhausted person with a sore tooth <laughs> dave how about you are you over your mcm visit and what have you been doing this week uh, yeah i i am sort of over most of my mcm stuff there's a ton of videos gone up onto the youtube channel which you can find at youtube.com forward slash geek town i'm still posting cosplay edits i did a roundup sort of post that had a bunch of the photos up and all the videos and everything linked and sort of my impressions of the show and that sort of stuff they did a pretty good job because obviously you know that it was a smaller show they were having to deal with covid and all that sort of stuff and they did a really good job or seemed to be doing a pretty good job kind of managing all that there were a few issues with some of the security particularly apparently with disability access but i think that's possibly more the security in excel rather than mcm themselves and hopefully that's something they can figure out but overall they i think they they handled it very very well it's going to be interesting to see what mcm's like when it comes back in birmingham which is 
on the 13th and 14th of November. So we've got MCN in Birmingham. And then the week after that, we've got Wales Comic Con coming in Telford as well. So there's lots of cons coming up, which is kind of fun. It's nice to be back. It's weird being back in those sort of situations with loads and loads of people because it's the first thing I've been to in about two years where, I, you know, it's been more than a couple of people there. And it felt very normal. Everybody was COVID tested or had double vaccinations. People were wearing masks quite a lot. So it pretty much was very well covered. I thought they did a pretty good job with it. There's photos going up on Instagram as well. I'm still doing photo edits. So you can see some of the unedited photos and some of the edits up on the website. But go and check. uh, It's Geek Town UK on Instagram. Go and check that out and you'll see photo edits up there. But in terms of TV stuff, I finished a whole bunch of things. Um, Star Trek Lower Decks Season 3, that was fantastic. Such a wonderful version of Star Trek that, even though it is a kind of silly cartoon from the people that are doing Rick and Morty, you know, even though that is the case, it's still a really good example of Star Trek. It's just got more jokes in. It's sort of in the same way that The Orville is a great example of Star Trek, but with jokes. Yeah. You know, Star Trek Lower Decks is very much in that sort of vein. You know, it still takes itself seriously in terms of being a Star Trek series, but there are some very stupid jokes in it. So <laughs> I, it, it works so, so well. And if certainly if you like those sort of next generation, older school Star Trek, shows it will really hit with you i think it's a really really solid show that and uh, wonderfully fun really enjoy that series another life which is another type of sci-fi that's the one that stars katie sackoff and she is put in command of this ship this big alien artifact lands on earth she's put into in command of this ship that he's then got to go and try and find the home world of these uh, aliens and the first season they at the end of the first season they do that find out that the aliens are possibly not as friendly as they rather hope they might be. So the second season is kind of dealing with that. Don't know whether it's going to get a third season. The second season certainly wraps it in a way that if it has got a third season, it's going to be very different. It would be quite interesting to see that. But the second season does wrap up that story quite well, certainly of of the sort of artifact and the aliens and all that sort of stuff. So it's a good, solid two-season drama as it is if it doesn't come back definitely worth watching it's very much in the vein of those sort of sci-fi type dramas as in the sort of US sci-fi channel those sort of things that they used to commission what I refer to as Canadian sci-fi things like Dark Matter and that sort of level of of the mid-tier sci-fi shows that are good Mm. solid fun knows what they are it's very much at that sort of level and uh, that two seasons wraps that story up very very well I'd be interested to see a third season, but I'm not convinced that they're necessarily going to do one because it's Netflix and they tend not to do that all that much. But it would be interesting to see a third one if they do. Another thing I've binged my way through, Cobra, Cyber War, which uh, all the episodes are now back on demand. They've taken the last three episodes off temporarily due to the recent incidents with the news with stabbing the MP. They've taken the three episodes off. I can see why now having seen those episodes. They are all back on now again a really interesting Robert Carlyle is great in the lead role as Prime Minister in that 
it's got a lot of interesting political stuff going on as well as being a very interesting drama and this one the reason it's called Cyber War obviously is because it is about a cyber attack on the UK mixed in with there being political upheaval and what that sort of calls and it's sort of dealing with fake news and the driving of fake news across the internet and all that sort of stuff so there is a lot of really intriguing things that they delve into with that so uh, definitely worth watching it's six episodes long and uh, that's all up on Sky On Demand right now Does it connect well with the first season? I did watch the first season of that Does it connect all the characters do they still have their stories going on or is it starting almost like a fresh? Um, They do yes you can sort of probably drop into the second season without having to know too much there are a few references back to some of the first season characters like the woman that was from the Labour side that in the first season that was an advisor to the Conservative government she's still around it does still deal with a lot of the characters that were Mm. there and some of the fallout from that first season but it also does sort of start fresh as well so I don't think you need to have watched the first season to be able to get what's going on in the second season I think it, it works almost as a standalone thing as well but there are some callbacks to some of those things from the first season so Titan season three because I have access to HBO Max so I've been watching that over here and that has been really good I know Matt has a slightly differing opinion on this but I actually really like what they did with the third season I thought it worked incredibly well and I'm kind of interested to see what they do for the next season because they aren't going to be in Gotham I think it helped having one central villain pretty much throughout the entire thing and focusing on one area there were more familiarity to it they cut down the amount of time they spent with some of the characters I think they handled that much better than they did with season two, which was a bit of a mess and they were trying to sort of balance it out a little bit too much. I think it was far more focused for season three and I thought they did a really good job with that. So we don't know when that's landing officially in the UK yet. That's on uh, Netflix, but I think it's usually January, so should be early in the new year when that lands. Over on Disney Plus, I finished Only Murders in the Building, which I really, really loved. And uh, that is coming back for another season. And I really like where they ended it. They ended it definitely, you know, assuming they were going to go into another season, I think. So I really liked how that wrapped up. We obviously got to know who the murderer was. I'm not going to spoil that here, but um, (laughs) it is a character that you really probably should have guessed was going to be the murderer. But yeah, I really enjoyed that. I thought it it was wonderful. Wonderfully funny. It's Selena Gomez and Steve Martin and Martin Short. And the three of them work really well together. And you wouldn't necessarily think that because Selena Gomez seems like the odd one out, but her character is slightly the odd one out in that little trio as well. So it sort of works. Really interesting where they ended that one up. So I'm looking forward to them coming back for a second season. Have you caught that yet? No, again, one of my very long list. I, I think if I'm watching 41 programs, I think I've got over 100 on my long list wow. of programs that I want to watch. It's ridiculous. Like they go back from right to the beginning of 2021. And actually, around the time I started this new job that's been one of the sappings of all my time yes I'm sure work eh? <laughs> yes damned work um, those are the things that I finished off I'm still watching through a whole bunch of current stuff uh, particularly enjoying Foundation at the moment over on Apple TV Plus and The Morning Show which is also on Apple TV Plus uh, Morning Show had a cracking episode this week and Foundation has just been getting better and better 
it's just a huge epic sci-fi sort of game of thrones level epic obviously no dragons in that it's a sci-fi thing but it it's got that sort of big epic feel to it looks incredible they've done an amazing job with it i don't know how much money they threw at it but i rather suspect it was an awful lot but absolutely brilliant that show and really really enjoying that a morning show has been brilliant as well just i'm not going to talk too much about this because it's video games that i know you don't play but uh, <laughs> guardians of the galaxy i'm playing through at the moment i will probably have a chat with matt about that next time he's on because i know he put out a podcast with his first impressions on that so i'll go into a bit more detail it's quite interesting the guardians of the galaxy game because it's not based on the movies it's more based on the original comic books in the same way that the spider-man video games were based on the spider-man original comic book properties rather than being based off the movies so i it takes that sort of idea gameplay is very much kind of reminds me of uncharted more than anything else but i'm really enjoying that and about halfway through it i think judging by the chapter numbers so i am really enjoying that it's been getting pretty positive reviews uh i'll be i like i say i won't talk about that much now because there's no point talking to you about it so i'll, I'll wait until <laughs> matt's on for that and uh last night was the first episode of doctor who flux which is this six episode kind of almost mini series which i thought they launched really really well it's uh an interesting setup what's really interesting about this one is it is a continuing story arc which is traditionally what they used to do with Doctor Who I mean those of us that are old enough to remember the original Doctor Who before Russell T Davis revived it that's what it was it was half an hour shows and it ended every episode on a cliffhanger so it's kind of going back I mean they're longer format but it's going back to what the original format was which is longer story arcs and I think they opened that quite well there was a lot going on but I think they juggled it reasonably well i like john bishop quite a lot i i mean he's not the best actor in the world but i think it works and you know his sort of attitude towards meeting the doctor and stuff was very scarce i thought so uh, i thought just entertaining and fun clearly they are building to something really huge which sort of makes sense because you know we are heading towards jody's last outing as the doctor she is gonna do this season and then has a couple of specials and then i think around autumn next year is when they'll actually do the transition to the uh, new Doctor and Russell T. Davis takes over in 2023 fully. Have you watched this yet? I knew it was on. I suddenly realised last night, oh, it starts tonight and I still, I need to watch one more episode. I think the New Year one from earlier, right. from this year. I haven't watched that. Uh, but I did, I have been watching it with with um, Jodie. I really like her as an actress. But yeah, I will catch it up. I'll just put it on that long list, Dave. Just put it on the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> this is kind of different and uh, interesting I thought the second season with Jodie worked much better than the first and I think this is a really interesting trial format that they're doing this time around I do wonder whether they maybe will do a bit more of this moving forward if they decide this works going back to that sort of continuous story format when Russell takes back over again I'd, I don't know It's it'll be interesting but uh, certainly I, I think this is working quite well so far I have seen sort of mixed reviews of it and there, but there's always going to be people that complain oh, about yeah, Doctor Who of course you know. there are yeah so, but overall I thought they did a quite a, quite a good job with it and um, some slightly dodgy CGI right at the start but you know it's fine <laughs> <The> gen- <laughs> generally overall I 
I thought it, it worked really, really well. Interested to see where that goes because, you know, they're throwing all sorts of villains in there and, um, you know, they've also introduced a new main villain character, which there's all sorts of theories about who that is. So we'll see where it goes. So that's all the stuff we've been doing for the last couple of weeks. Let's move on to some TV and film news. <laughs> 
BBC version is so beloved. I don't know how well it'll go down. So I don't know. It's one of those things that I don't see anybody necessarily picking up, but could end up either on one of the Channel 5 channels or could end up on Paramount Plus when that launches next year. But we'll see. (laughs) Over on Sky, they've announced that the Apple TV Plus app is coming to Sky Q and Sky Glass later this year. Sky Glass being the um, TV that you can now go and buy. So with just got Sky built into it. I was looking at the press release again. I don't think they've mentioned about it coming onto now. I don't know. Is it available? Have you, have you got now or do you, you have now? Don't you? Yeah, I've got now and it doesn't, it's not on there at the moment. Um, and when I saw this note, I was like, and then I read the article and I was like, it doesn't say now. So it might be a case of it coming later because frustratingly, we took a while to get the Disney Plus app. Do you remember yeah. that time? Like uh, the only way I could get Disney Plus was to go in through my main television rather than through now and then about two weeks later bam it was suddenly there as an app to use it was yeah it could be the same situation it might just take a while to get it formatted ready for now yeah the only thing it does mention in the press release about now was now users in the uk will be able to both sign up and purchase any now membership via the now app on apple devices so clearly there is some sort of connection going on there but it seems to be sort of almost the other way around of like enhanced now features on apple devices so i suspect it will end up on the now box but i don't know at the moment so mm. they didn't specifically mention that in the press release all they've said that is he's going on to sky q and it's going on to sky glass which i'm quite happy about because at the moment i have it on a roku stick and you know it's just it's a bit of a pain having to kind of flip backwards and forwards whereas i can run netflix and i can run roku and i can run everything i can run the roku channel directly through sky and i can run netflix and amazon directly through sky that's like the only app that i really use that i can't can't run through Sky is Apple. So I'm quite glad they've done that deal. It's, uh, you know, makes life a little bit easier. And uh, also announced today, Zoe's Extraordinary Christmas, which is the movie which is coming to the Roku channel, which is based obviously on Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. That has got first trailer, which is now up on the website, and it is landing on the 1st of December. Annoyingly, the second season, which is running out on E4 at random days and times in the UK, (laughs) frustratingly, that won't end unless they start doubling up episodes until December 20th, I think. But it, it does mean that when it does end, you'll be able to go straight on to the Roku channel and watch the special afterwards. So, you know. Isn't that so frustrating? Just really, again, like, they're not talking to each other and uh, all E4 need to do is, uh, yeah, we agree, we'll get them all run out so that it works for your your promo, but no, ridiculous. Yeah, yeah well, I mean, yeah, but you've then got to kind of get the E4 schedulers to put their drinks down and, you know, <laughs> to slap them about a bit so they would get out of the drunken stupor. So yeah, it's kind of annoying, but it does mean that it's going to be a little bit closer to Christmas and maybe that's fine, you know, rather than just kind of suddenly watching it on the 1st of December. Maybe it's, you know, it'd be nice thing to watch it over the festive period. But they have said 1st of December, Zoe's Extraordinary Christmas. I hope that goes down really well and Roku then makes some sort of deal to make more of them, even if it's more movies or something. I don't, you know, rather than a series, but we'll see. Rocky Channel, of course, is available on Skyboxes. That is on now, I think, isn't it? Yes, that is definitely on now. That is, yeah, that's one of mine. So if you've got 
access to a, a now box if you've got sky tv roku channel is under the apps on that and it's on some tvs as well so it's not got widespread coverage but it is available in quite a lot of places the roku channel and it's a streaming service and it's completely free it's all ad supported and there is some great stuff on there so it is worth going to check out the roku channel and uh, you know particularly if you've got it on sky go and check under your apps that will be on there it's got all the old quibby stuff on there as well which had some great shows despite the fact the service was terrible <laughs> but the shows themselves were quite good that's worth going to look up on to some other news stories john ham has got himself a new voice acting gig the actor is going to be uh, voicing a small town detective in a fox animated series called grimsburg the strap line for it says martin flute may be the greatest detective ever to catch a cannibal clown or correctly identify a mid-century modern armoire but there's one mystery he still can't crack his family now that he's back in grimsburg the town where everybody has a secret or three flute will follow every lead he's got to redeem himself with the ex-wife he never stopped loving even if it means hanging out with the son that he never bothered to get to know in addition to voicing the main character he's also exec producing the showrunner on it is somebody that worked on the cleveland show and santa clarita diet those are the people involved with it the actual creators as a series are relative newcomers as far as i can tell they don't seem to have that many credits under their name and certainly nothing i particularly recognized other than jim shorts so another animated series for fox uh and john ham so <laughs> i'm not sure but it's fox you know i do i like family guy i've always been a, a you know not the head dedicated i used to be fan of the simpsons they might do it do quite a good job we'll see it's got the cleveland show behind it so yeah i might give it a go i do like their sort of animation style yeah i mean it does seem to be a sort of similar animation style to to the sort of family guy type stuff but fox have got so many of those animated series out there i think you know some of them are disney owned some of them aren't but um sure why not we'll see where the, whether that lands anywhere over here but they, yeah they have got this whole sort of fox animation strand over there over on hbo max they have a batgirl movie in development which they talked a little bit about at the uh, dc fandom event but they've now got some bit more casting uh brendan frazier who's actually in dc already because he voices one of the characters for doom patrol he is set to join Leslie Grace, who is going to be playing Batgirl in the Warner Brothers and DC Films movie, which is being made specifically for HBO Max in the US. It's the first sort of major DC property to debut exclusively on the streaming service as well. We don't really know anything about the plot details of the film. Uh, we know that it's Barbara Gordon. It's that version of Batgirl that they're using, which makes sense because that's like the most established version of it. Not the first version of it, the original Batgirl girl was uh, betty kane who was around in 1961 but barbara gordon is the one that everybody really knows brendan fraser apparently he's going to be playing firefly they reckon in this uh, th that's the rumor anyway who is one of the sort of main gotham villains and interesting sort of one to pick up i mean as the name rather suggests he is a pyromaniac that ob is obsessed with fire so sure <laughs> it's a weird as having him maybe as the main villain but that's what they've said he's he's going to be fraser's actually had a bit of a resurgence recently i mean he's had a whole bunch of tv appearances in various different things both in sort of series acting and sort of some sillier roles 
Doom Patrol, of course, he voices Robot Man. I think it is in Doom Patrol he voices. I mean, familiar with DC properties already. Quite looking forward to this. I think it's going to be interesting to see this take on Batgirl, mm. particularly as it's been done for HBO Max as well, rather than a cinematic release, which is interesting. Yeah, it's a different. It's it's, our, it's what we would have called in the the nineties, like a B straight to TV movie. But, yeah. Um, so they're a little bit more quality behind it. I'll, I'll be looking forward to it. I'll look forward to to watching it. Um, I do like some of what they're doing now. They've taken a sort of a reset and thought about not churning out big ones to try and match what Marvel are doing. They're taking their time. They've been a little bit more careful. So probably will tune into this one. It's going to be interesting where it sort of sits tonally because they've kind of given up on the whole connected universe thing. So you've still got the Snyderverse kicking around and there are the various characters that are connected to that. But then you've got this sort of separate Batman thing going on and then you've got other movies as well in development. You've got this whole other HBO universe thing. You've still got the old Arrowverse stuff which is kicking around and it's so it's all kind of a bit all over the place but you know there's no reason why it needs to be a connected universe necessarily they live in a multiverse so you know why not play with it that way that's fine with me if it means I mean like so you're gonna have three different Batmans on screen next year which is a bit weird but you know <laughs> they're fine that's what we're gonna get that's fine I'm all for more Batman the writer of the Batgirl movie is the same person that wrote Birds of Prey and wrote Bumblebee as well had some involvement in the Flash script so um, yeah seems to know what she's doing so you know that's fine we don't know where that will land over here because of course we don't have HBO Max I'm still hoping that Sky actually announced that they've done a deal for all the HBO Max stuff because that was what would make the most sense they are launching HBO Max in a bunch of European countries but not here because of the Sky deal which is really frustrating because if Sky don't then do a deal for the HBO Max stuff it means it, we end up getting it piecemeal and I understand it because Sky have a deal for the other HBO stuff but you know if they're going to do that I would rather that they did a deal for having HBO Max as well which currently they mm. don't but we'll see and uh, the other news story we've got this week is National Treasure obviously the big movie that had Nick Cage in the leading role and uh, they made two of those we now have a TV series coming which isn't going to star Nick Cage it uh, is going to have a young actress called Lisette Alexis in it who has done a show called Total Eclipse I have no idea who she is I've never seen her in anything but uh, she's a, a young actress who is now going to take the sort of lead kind of taking over the baton from Nick Cage's Benjamin Gates character so it's it's not like a reimagining I have a feeling they're sort of setting it in the same universe idea but it's going to be a different story and a different character exec produced by the film's producer Jerry Bruckheimer who also did the films John Turtletarb and the writers Marianne and Cormac Wibbly apparently are the uh, writers behind it it's an expansion to the National Trevor movie franchise told from the point of view of a young heroine a dreamer in search of answers about her family who embarks on the adventures of a lifetime to uncover the truth about the past and save a lost Pan-American treasure 
that's the setup for it. She will be taking the sort of proverbial baton from Benjamin Gates, who is the character played by Nick Cage. Interestingly, they have actually also supposed to be having a new Nick Cage movie in development as well. So a National Treasure 3, like big screen film thing. Mm. Whether there'll be some connection with the characters at some point and whether she'll show off in the film maybe in some way, I don't know. But uh, they were sort of originally, they were kind of working on the pair of them together and it has got the film producers involved with it. But uh, yeah, I mean, the National Treasure movies were kind of big, silly fun. I can sort of see that working for a TV show, maybe. Never been a fan of them. Never really engaged with them much when I was younger. And I I don't know, I've never been a huge Nick Cage fan. I I liked him when he did Kick-Ass, but apart from that, I've never been a huge fan of him. So I don't think I watched the film. So uh, this would definitely be a pass for me. I don't think anything would engage me to want to watch it. I mean, uh, John Turtle to have, you know, good name on it. And, you know, there's lots of good quality, but it's probably not going to interest me. I'll probably have to pass on that one. Yeah, it's a shame because they've had a mixed result with some of these these sort of things. Because, I mean, this isn't the first thing where they've taken the sort of film thing. They did like Turner and Hooch and they've done a few other things where they've taken a film property and sort of done a TV show version of it. Mighty Ducks seem to go down quite well. So, I don't know. We'll see. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think this could be kind of quite a fun adventure series. We'll we'll see how it goes. But uh, production is starting on that in early 2022, apparently. They have ordered it to series. So it's coming whether you want it or not. (laughs) (laughs) So that's all the news we've got for this week. We've just got time for some highlights for next week on TV. So, highlights for next week on TV. We kick off with What We Do in the Shadows. Season 3 of that comes to BBC Two on the 2nd of November at 10.05. They're starting that. That's another show that I'm way, way behind on that I need to actually catch up with. There's AP Bio. That's coming on the 2nd of November at 10pm. That's coming to Sky Comedy for Season 4. We have The L Word Generation Q. Season 2 of that comes to Sky Atlantic on the 3rd of November at 10.05. Five. Then The Premise, which is a, a new anthology series hosted by BJ Novak that is coming to start on Disney Plus on the 3rd of November. Station 19 Season 5 starts on Sky Witness on the 3rd of November at 10pm. That will be followed next week by Grey's Anatomy, which is uh, when that starts. So they're starting off. This is the first of a two-parter. So that's on the 3rd of November. Then we have Family Guy Season 20 that has moved over onto Star on Disney Plus. That's also coming on the 3rd of November. November. Big Mouth Season 5, if you like your animated things, that is coming to Netflix on the 5th of November. Also on Netflix on the 5th of November is Narcos Mexico. The third and final season of that lands over there. Also on the 5th of November, The 100. Allegedly, (laughs) Season 7 will finally go out. Now everything is sorted on 4 Music. It's not moved in the schedules, so it does seem to be staying there. 5th of November, 9pm on 4 Music. It is there. I checked earlier on it is up on the schedule on sky as well so it does seem to be there you can add it to your planners and stuff so hopefully that is it it won't move again and it will be for music 
5th of November, 9pm, the 100, season 7. Now everything has stopped falling to bits over there. Over on Apple TV, we've got the third and final season of Dickinson. That is Apple TV Plus on the 5th of November as well. Lots on the 5th of November. Um, it's people to it's st- easy stopping. day to remember. <laughs> yeah, to stopping people going out to watch fireworks. Wurzel Gummidge, season 2, that lands on the 6th of November at uh, 5.45. That is landing on uh, BBC One. That is the updated version by Mackenzie Crook. Close to Me, which is a new psychological suspense drama um, that stars Connie Nielsen and Christopher Eccleston. Looks like it could be quite good. That That's coming to Channel 4 on the 7th of November at 9pm. And finally, Dexter New Blood. That is season nine, effectively. That's coming on the 8th of November at 10.05, that lands. That's uh, ninth season, and uh, that is 8th of November. I'm very, very much looking forward to that on Sky Atlantic, 10.05. That starts, and that's Dexter. So that is everything. There's a lot coming up on the start of November. So much going on. Everyone's going to be inside a lot more because it's darker outside. (laughs) Well, yes, there is that. You know, there's there's trying to sort of drum people back to their uh, TV soon. It's getting darker now if they've changed all the clocks and stuff. So, yeah, I am looking forward to Dexter coming back, though, and the 100 finally landing, <laughs> you know, allegedly. Hopefully it does. So when you're not watching TV shows or just getting stuck into work, where can people find you online? If they want to come and find me, it's very quiet at the moment. I'm over on Twitter at GreyTheGeek. That's Grey with an A. But, yeah, I have been extremely quiet as, I, as I'm sulking and convalescing with a horrendously sore tooth at the moment. <laughs> Uh, hopefully all, all resolved by next week as well so uh, yes that's where I'll be come and find me awesome so go find Grey over on uh, Twitter for other people involved in the show you can of course find Bex at twitch.tv forward slash Trista Bites that's B-Y-T-E-S she was doing charity streams over the weekend raising money for Mind uh, go and check her out over there she managed to do pumpkin carving without chopping anything off which I was really impressed by because she had some big knives as well <laughs> <laughs> she was like shall I use the big knife and the entire chat was going no no use the little knives <laughs> we want you to have fingers at the end of this that was really funny and uh, she managed to actually carve some pumpkins and stuff So, uh, and she was doing all that for a charity stream and they're raising a load of money for mind and she's doing lots of other retro gaming and fun stuff over there so uh, go and check that out that's twitch.tv forward slash Trista Bites that's B-Y-T-E-S for Matt you can go and find all these podcasts over on entertainmenttalk.org that includes the Walking Dead World Beyond podcast which we are doing over there and for Daryl you can go to hollywoodnorthnews.net and check out all those TV series that you love which are shot in Canada over there for us you can visit the website at geektown.co.uk throughout the week and see all the latest air date information if you want to get in touch with your questions or comments email us on podcast at geektown.co.uk leave a message on the website post find us at geektown on twitter on facebook at facebook.com forward slash geektown on youtube at youtube.com forward slash geektown and on instagram at Geek Town UK where we've got lots of cosplay photos going up right now so go and check that out that's everything we shall see you next week bye 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 here's a cool fact A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. 
United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.